So with the trade deadline today, this the day this episode comes out, we wanted to get through as much as we could about with with buyer sellers and obviously recap some of the moves and kind of do a little bit of analysis, if you will, as to what's going on, who's going where, and whether we think it's a good fit or not. But before we do that, let's take a quick look at the wild card standings of the division races as well. Your American League division leaders, you've got the you've got the Orioles are up in the division by several. I don't why don't they show this on here? That's weird. Um there we go. They've got they're up on the Rays by a game and a half. Amazing. And then you've got the Twins up on the Guardians up on Cleveland's baseball team by half a game. This is all going into Monday. And then the Rangers and the, the Rangers are up on the Astros by a game. And then in the National League, your divisions, you've got the Braves up on the Marlins by almost a dozen. It's 11 and a half games right now. Yep. Just unreal. And then the Reds are on top of the NL Central right now by half a game. I think that was um, – I think that's actually current. I think that's updated already. And then it the is, Dodgers are up on the Giants by two games as well. So those are your division leaders and by how much. Let's go look at the wild card. Um, the three holding wild card spots in the American League right now, you've got the Rays who are up four games. Then you've got the Astros and the Blue Jays are tied for the second and third spot. And then after that uh, – Filling in four and a half games, you've got the Red Sox, Yankees, Angels, and Mariners. And then you've got Cleveland, but honestly, I think if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win their division. I don't think they're going to be able to make up those six games in the wild card because it's going to get really, really close. The Mariners are going to have a hard enough time as it is with four and a half games. I don't think that the, yeah. I don't think Cleveland can make up six. And then over in the National League, you've got San Francisco is up one game. Then you've got the Marlins and the Brewers who are tied for the second and third spots. And then going back, I'm going to go ahead and include San Diego in this list, Brig, just because they're playing well right now. We've been waiting for them to click all season long, and I'm wondering if it's happened. If something happened over the weekend playing the Rangers, and this is the team we're going to see. I don't know. I'm not saying we are, but I'm wondering if that's what's going to happen. Mm. So between those five games, you've got the Phillies, the Diamondbacks, the Cubs, and the Padres uh, bringing it up up the rear five games then you've got the mets at six and a half i don't think they've gotten rid of enough guys in the last few days that i think they're selling they're just gonna continue to sing it from here on out yeah i agree so you know what's really interesting is that oakland is 29 games back in the wild card that's crazy they're a lot kansas city's 27 games back and then you get to a manageable 16 games back in the wild card in chicago right if you look over at the National League, Colorado's at the bottom, and they're 15 games back. And then you move up to Washington, 12 games. St. Louis is only 10 games out of the wild card race. So yeah. the division of wins and losses between the American and National Leagues, just as evidenced by what the Braves are doing and then the rest of the league, it's just fascinating to me that the lowest performing team in the American League is 29 games out of the wild card race. And the lowest performing team in the National League, did I say the American League? I, I meant the American yeah, League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. And then Colorado, lowest performers in the National League, 15 games back of the wild card. I think to me, that's fascinating. It's double 
between the two leagues at the lower end of the yeah. Well, and the Blue Jays are only the Blue Jays and Astros are only two games better than the Marlins and the Brewers. Is all right? Isn't that so uh, interesting? Yeah. Yep. It really is. I mean, and I think I I'm think not we're going to be a statistical analyzer or anything, but you. It's crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> okay, let's get into some of these deals that we saw over the weekend. Um, first, like the big one, the first, I guess the first big one we saw, and then the dominoes started to fall. David Robertson went to the Marlins from the Mets. Oof. And then Max Scherzer started questioning his faith after this. He says, I'm going to have to start talking to, like, I saw this while I was at the Diamondbacks game, the Mariners Diamondbacks game Friday night. Um it was on TV several times, by the way. It was pretty neat to see myself. I went back and watched the game. I found myself a few times. But anyway. Nice. <laughs> but so I was looking at this while I was at the game, and he's like, I'm going to have to talk to the front office. And first I was like, I was like, I don't think that means what you think it means. But it did because 24 hours later, he was gone. He went to yeah. the Rangers. He went to the Rangers, and which I, think the I Rangers... did predict a while ago, by the way. <laughs> You did. It's like they say, mm-hmm. uh, the stars can tell the future. They're just not very specific about their timing. <laughs> Harry Potter for anybody who knows. I anyway, love that. <laughs> um, but but the timing for the Rangers was perfect though because they had to put Nathan Evaldi on the on the fifteen day IL, I believe, with um, with a forearm strain. Which is why which... my fantasy team is suffering. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. Ah, there you go. So that's another big trade from the Mets. The Mets clearly selling have learned that you cannot buy a World Series anymore. That's not how baseball works anymore. It's not the 90s. Sorry, Steve. Yep, that's right. Um, It's crazy. The Mets, the Padres, the Yankees, and um, who am I missing? I know the Rangers are in top five payroll, but they've – They've been a lot more strategic about it than I think these other teams have. I can't yeah. think of who the other the other team, the fourth team in the top. Oh, the Phillies. The Phillies. Those four teams, oh, yeah, the, the, the Phillies, the Mets, the Yankees, and the Padres all are top five in payroll, and they're all out of the playoff picture right now. Yeah. So Fascinating. It really is. It is. So more trades. The Dodgers got Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly from the White Sox. The White Sox got Trace Thompson, Nick Nestrini, and Jordan Leeser. They're just like, take them. Just take them. We don't want to get nothing from them, so just take them, right? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Garage sale them. Yeah. Um, the Joe the Kelly's Astros back. got back. Yeah, Joe Kelly's back in LA, which is where I feel like he belongs. It's He's a great fit there. I love him there. Yeah. 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 Houston Astros got Kendall Graveman back from the White Sox for catcher Corey Lee. We talked about Max Scherzer. Um, and then today, uh, what's today? Today's the 31st. So yesterday, Sunday, there was just a flurry of activity. Oh, man. Jordan Hicks went from the Cardinals to the Blue Jays. Um, and then we had Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton go to the Rangers. The Rangers just like, we need pitching. So they went and got a bunch of pitching. So <laughs> we'll see. But they did they did well with it, though. Um, the Braves got an infielder, Nikki Lopez from the Royals, a minor move. And it's, I feel like the Braves didn't really need to make moves. I think they were just kind of shoring up some depth, right? Totally. It's kind of like, eh, let's just be prepared. We talked yeah. about the Lucas Giolito deal with the, 
with the Angels and the White Sox. Well, the Angels did some more wheeling and dealing. They got CJ Crone and Randall Gritchick from the Rockies. Um, great. I don't know those are, how those this are is going to work. Great moves. It, it is. This is a good move. I feel like CJ Crone played for the Angels before. It didn't go great. Right. Like, I don't know if he's benefiting yeah, he, from the Rockies for being in Colorado or if he has improved that much as a player. Right. I don't know like, either, but we are about to find out all the way. We are. He did drive in a run tonight. So there's that. Um, Gritchick okay. homered tonight as well. Um, it's interesting, though, to see what the Angels is that I was talking about this with Jewel over the weekend that, like, all it's going to take for them to get Otani to come back, I feel like is making the playoffs. They don't even have to win a game. They could lose in the wild card round. They could get blown out in two games in the wild card round. But if they get there, he's going back. I disagree. You disagree? Why is that? I think there needs to be a, a deeper push into the playoffs for him. I don't think he's happy there. I think he's good enough. I think he likes being the big fish in the small pond. I, who doesn't like that? Right. But I don't think that – I think he has his sights set really high. And even if the Angels do make a push into the playoffs, and it's if, if it's a shallow push into the playoffs, he'll see it for what it is and realize that uh, this might have been a one-off just to try to keep me around. This isn't cultural shift that the team really does need. And see, I think that, it, that he could see it as – if they try, we'll get there. If they really mm. make a real concerted effort, we'll get there. And mm. me coming back and saying, I want to get to the playoffs. And maybe he won't sign a long-term deal. Maybe it'll be a few yeah. years of the player option at some point, right? But yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't I don't think it'll take much because he can be like, you have the capability of making a, building a playoff team. Let's do it every year because we can. Yeah. Right, yeah, he's not wrong because he's, he's playing wrong. like a man possessed and leading and and carrying this oh. team with no Mike Trout, no Anthony Rendon, no Alec Zach Neto, right? No, oh, like this Zach is Otani's team. Is heartbreaking, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's it's Otani carrying them and keeping them as as contenders right now. Yeah, it's true. That's why yeah. I like the Crone and Grichik move. Grichik is great. I mean, he especially with the issues they've had in their outfield over in Anaheim. It's, this is a great move, especially Gritchick. Yeah. I saw that. I was well, like, oh with, shoot. <laughs> yeah. And, and if, if you think about it with, um, what's their utility guy that played for the Yankees for a long time or Shella Gio or Shella, he broke yeah. his hip and they need depth, uh, and some platooning capabilities. Um, I saw today that they have so. the Angels have more of their forty-man roster, uh, more money dedicated to their forty-man roster on on the injury side than they do on the playing side, on the active side. Oh, that they yes. don't have any more room on their forty-man roster. That they bring anybody else in or up, they've got to. They're going to have to remove somebody from the forty-man roster because they are chock full with injuries. Jeez, just terrible luck this year, as far as that goes. Yeah, but they're still hanging in they're there. They're still it's in nuts. it. Nuts. Right. Yeah. It's nuts. It is nuts. Yep. Okay, today's deals, Monday's deals. Um, Aaron Savali, <laughs> the Rays got Aaron Savali from Cleveland for a pack of ramen noodles. Um, yeah. The Mariners dealt 
Paul Seawald to the Diamondbacks, which is crazy because I was going driving to the game on Friday, and one of the local guys on the radio, he's like, he's like, don't be, he's like, I think that the Mariners, they're, he's like, I think the Diamondbacks are going to go after Paul we Paul Seawald specifically. I'm getting, I'm getting tired too, break, but he's like, I think the Diamondbacks are going to go after Paul Seawald specifically. I was like, dude, you're crazy. There's no way the Mariners aren't going to deal Seawald to the Diamondbacks. Turns out he's not crazy. <laughs> well. And the crazy thing about this is that the D-backs gave up Dominic Canzone. Who had a great weekend, by the way. (laughs) And Ryan Bliss. And I watched Canzone's first handful of games. I watched him get his first hit, stolen base, home run, the whole shebang in the last, you know, couple weeks or whatever. The dude is legit. He is legit. he has so much fun. And he is a speed demon. And it is... I was like, oh, here we go, Arizona. They've got Carroll. They look at Canzone coming up. And then they just, I'm like, I'm all about Arizona making a push. I think it's fantastic. But I don't know why you got rid of Canzone. Make no sense. Yeah, so there were, you know, when you're at a game and you're, or even you're just watching your team, there are a few guys who come up and you go, oh, okay, let's see if we can get this guy out or at least minimize the damage. You know, nobody's on, hold him to a single, right? Canzone yeah. was one of those guys this weekend. It was Corbin Carroll, it was Cattell Marte, it was yeah. uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and it was Dominic Canzone because I saw him hit, I think he ripped a double into one into the gap and it was a smoke show, right? And I was yeah. like, and after that, I was like, watch out for this guy. And the fact that yeah. they traded for him today is like, that's a bat the Mariners need today. Absolutely today. And they so. will employ him today, and he will add so much depth to the next handful mm-hmm. of years for you guys. It's going to be a big, big deal. This yeah. is going to be a big deal. Might have the answer at DH because he DH for the Diamondbacks Friday and Saturday, and the Mariners totally. didn't really have a good answer at DH this year, and he could be it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, or – one thing that's interesting too is that he could be potentially replacing uh, Teoscar Hernandez in right field because right. there are several teams interested in him right now. So he could be on the move in the next 12 hours. Dude, dude, based that on would our be current time. fantastic for Seattle. It would be because I saw that it, there were three teams the Blue Jays, the Giants, and somebody else came over the top of my head, but three teams were interested in, in Hernandez. So I was like, you get a bidding war, you can get back a pretty good haul for a guy like Hernandez, especially oh, yeah. the expiring contract. And so. you've already backed fill in, have a backfill option with somebody who is producing now. Yep. And with exactly lots right. of club control. Yeah, that's great. Oh, big time. Lots and lots of club control. So I thought that was a great deal sending Seawald. It's a bummer. I like Seawald a lot, but he's it was terrific. The yeah, really came out on top in that deal. I felt like they did. So yeah. uh, another deal today: the Brewers got Mark Canna from the Mets. Um, the Cubs. So did you see that? Uh, Jamer, is it Jamer? I think it's Jamer. Candelario was. Uh, he wasn't in the lineup today. What did and I so tell he's you? sitting in the clubhouse eating. Yeah, he's at the clubhouse eating popcorn, waiting for a deal to get down or to get done. Yeah. And so he is a cub, and you were right. What did I tell you? Yeah, I knew they were, I knew he was going to get moved. I knew it. Yeah, and I'm sad that they did because here we go. Further evidence that Washington is still in dump it off mode, and I don't like that. But right. yeah. yeah, it's crazy that they have a guy this good, and they're not like, let's build around him. Instead, no, they're just like, let's stupid. steal him because we can, because it's that oh, time of year. so sad. Yeah. Anyway, 
And then uh, AJ Pollock and utility man Mark Mathias went from the Mariners to the Giants for a player yeah. to be named later or cash or ramen noodles. I don't know. Probably just ramen noodles. And then uh, <laughs> pogs. It'll be a set of pogs in the, the pogs. Sleeve. You're more. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. A sleeve of pogs yeah. with one and... slammer. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a slammer. Um, the Reds got left-handed pitcher Sam Mole and international cap space from the Mariners for Joe Boyle. Uh, that's not the deal I wanted to see the Mariners make with the Reds. Um, uh, no. I wanted to see Jonathan India come over and be a Mariner. Um, the Cubs got Jose Quas from the Royals, and the D-backs got Jace Peterson for Chad Padrick from the uh, A's. So those are deals up to this moment. It is currently 9.30 Pacific time. Um, that's what we've seen. So, Brig, based on what we've seen, we've got buyers and sellers. What's your favorite deal so far? We talked a lot about that deal for the Mariners. I don't think that's necessarily going to put the Mariners over the top this year, but it puts yeah, them in well. a good spot for next year, which is what Jerry DePoto said that he's going to yes. try to do. Um, obviously, the Mets are selling, right? Big oh, time. No. Selling. They're not selling. They're dumping, and players are jumping <laughs> ship. And well, by the way. Justin Verlander, too, now has questioned his faith, right? Of course he has. And when he moved, I was like, no. No, don't do it. This is no. Are you kidding me? And why not go back to Detroit? If you're going to go anywhere, go back to Detroit. I was so mad for him. And look, I told you. I'm doing the I told you so dance. Um. Yep. Anyway, uh, let me just go ahead and mention that David Robertson is a national treasure. So if you're not tracking that information yet, you ought to be. And we've been I've been saying that for almost five years because it's a that's a fact. That dude has seen it all. He's done almost everything. He is an incredible rock of a human being in a clubhouse. He's a terrific relief pitcher. He is a capable teammate, leader, etc. Anybody who wants a contending arm or an arm as a contending bullpen guy wants David Robertson. And that's what the Marlins need. Big time. I know. Big time. I know. So, so uh, anyway, dude's yeah. a national treasure. Yeah, I, I love, love that, that deal for Miami because I want to see what happens. The only thing that would have been better is if Robertson had ended up in Texas. That is. To get and so if he'd have ended up, I'm so glad that didn't happen. (laughs) I know. Just spin on this for a minute. Robertson gets traded to Texas for whatever doesn't matter what. Same ripple effect through the clubhouse. Scherzer goes and follows him. Oh, dude. (laughs) I don't. That's so. This is the thing, though. Like, like you say, ripple effect. I don't think Scherzer goes to Texas, though. If that happens, I I don't think the the Rangers have the trade pieces to get Scherzer at that point. I think maybe Scherzer ends up going to Miami, but I don't know if he would waive his no trade clause for that. I don't think no Scherzer is going to go where he's wanted and where he's he's possible. It's possible to get a to really go deep into the playoffs, and he made the right choice. Going to Texas was. Yeah, a hundred percent the place for him to be. Yep, for which sure. I called. So I also told you so. That's fabulous. You did, yeah. Feeling super that might be your there. best call of the year. Mm, might be because yeah, yeah. I didn't see it coming. I thought they had one more year for sure, at the very least, because I was really worried about their pitching, which you know, obviously has been an issue. But yeah, they're 
they got a great GM there, down there, Chris Young. He knows what he's doing for sure. He knows what he's doing. He is working so. it hard. The trade deadline was very interesting this year, and I feel like it was much quieter than any of us really expected it to be. There were some big deals. There were a lot of things that happened, but there were some disappointments, and uh, I feel like we ended up with a more balanced and more reasonable trade deadline when I I was expecting a more splashy, more exuberant trade deadline. How did you feel about it overall? I felt like it happened about how I thought it was going to. There are a lot of teams that needed bats, so there, I didn't think there would be a lot of bats moved. But I did the math last week, Brig, and there was like there's like 18 teams competing for a playoff spot right now. Yeah. So uh, those other 12 teams, I didn't feel like had a whole lot of pieces to move. Like some of them did. Yeah, like the White Sox, absolutely, because they should not be this bad. Right. Same right. thing with the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. But other than that, though, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot to go around. And so I wasn't super surprised. It was pretty quiet. There was a flurry of moves there like at like an hour before, hour and a half before. Right. Yeah, of um, course. So I thought that was I thought that was all. It was interesting there at the end, but mostly pitching, not a lot of bats moved. Yeah. And that was kind of what I was thinking was probably going to happen. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it because there were some things that were fascinating. Fascinating. Quite. The first is that the Mets traded Justin Verlander back to the Astros, and uh, <laughs> Brad's going to take over while I do this. <laughs> you did call it. That's I did. such a funny move because he he willingly left during the off season, right? Yes. And the Astros are like, no, 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 come back. We want you still. And he's. I wonder if he's just like. It's better than what I'm doing right now. So yeah, the devil you know, well, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was that was fascinating, and uh, uh, we'll see what happens. He still got it, so I'm not worried about it. Um, sporadically, trade, it is sporadic, but it's still there. It is still there. Maybe he goes back home. You know, maybe he sees the trophy or the statue out front with his name on it, or whatever. He gets <laughs> in his head, and you know, we'll see. So there's that. Um, the Phillies traded Tigers all-star Michael Lorenzen and or at it. They, they, they got him. They acquired Michael yes, Lorenzen. <laughs> I think that's interesting. Do you think that's what the Phillies need? Is that enough for the Phillies? No. 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 Trey Turner's no, forgotten how to play that. baseball. That's what they need. They need him to remember how to play baseball. Yeah. Yeah, I was a so, little bit confused as to why the Phillies only picked up one real. That, that was move. one of the things I was saying before the deadline is like, I don't think the Phillies need to make a move. They need the talent to click. That's what they mm -hmm. need. And and adding a guy like Lorenzen, like, yeah, he's a good pitcher. He's an all star, but it's not it's not he's not going to put him over the top. He's not necessarily going to move the needle. I don't feel like. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Okay. So. The Orioles acquired right-hander Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals. Now, this one, I feel like, is going to have some pop on the end of that yeah. deal. Yeah, I like <laughs> that one a lot. That's this a was one. a good move for the Birds. I really yeah. am excited for them. I was shocked time. because this is going to make them a better team. I don't feel like management wants that, but they did it anyway. They did it. <laughs> And the Cardinals uh, made the right choice because they need right. to shore up for wh whenever the next time is. Yep. The Marlins. This is this is 
the, what the Marlins did was, I think, the most surprising. But the Marlins added uh, Jake Berger um, and Josh Bell. They picked up Jake Berger and Josh Bell, one from the White Sox, the other from the Cleveland's Baseball Club. Boy, Josh Bell, can we just lament his little half full years really quick? Well, it's weird because it's like all the fans want him. Yeah. But man, no no team wants him, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, don't I don't know. It's odd. Unserviceable first baseman. He's just – I think he's fallen from the grace he established early, and I think that's the problem. He's not the pirate. He's this is not Pittsburgh. Josh Bell. No, no, it's not. And you know that's okay. I just anyway. Okay, D backs get Tommy Pham from the Mets. Um, that's that's fascinating. I think that has to do with some injuries. But I think it has. Uh, yes, yes. I think that's what it is. It has to do with some. I mean, injuries. in summation, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, again, it's not a move that's going to move the needle. Um, but he'll he'll fill some holes. That'll be fine. Yeah. Blue Jays traded for Cardinals Paul DeJong and after Bo Bichette was injured. And the Bo Bichette injury is not a small thing for them in any stretch. So Right. So he, so officially of officially they diagnosed it as patellar tendonitis. So he's ooh. headed to the IL. He's going to be out for yeah. a while. That sucks. Um, that sucks. Like that's a crappy injury. Um I think I think Paul DeJong is going to be a good a good fill gap for them. And oh, honestly, I it's Dijon. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> like Dijon mustard. <laughs> it's Dijon but, Paul. <laughs> Dijon Paul. <laughs> but, but no, I, I don't know if they're going to keep him around going forward or if during the off season, they're going to deal him and be like, we thanks for pitching. Cause that's yeah. what we need. The Padres, the Friars, they added Rich Hill and G-Man Choi from the Pirates. I have made very, very explicit that I think G-Man Choi is fantastic. I have been saying that for years. I think he keeps getting the shaft, well, he, and he I keeps think getting he keeps better, better at the same time. That's right. So I'm very excited for G-Man Choi, um, and because of that, for the Pirates, Rich Hill still got it. He's 39 or whatever, 48 or some He's kind like of 142. I, think. I don't know. All I know is that I will forever be calling him Rich over the hill. Rich over the hill. <laughs> yeah. The Brewers traded for reliever Andrew Chaffin, Chaffin, Chaffin from the D-backs. Chaffin. Chaffin. <laughs> Andrew Chaffin. <laughs> Ah, uh, and that's that's pretty much uh you know those are so the it, ones to me it was funny. It's funny that he was dealt on I think that was on Monday. Maybe it was Tuesday that happened anyway. I think it's funny that he was dealt then because Saturday he almost blew the save entirely yeah. for the D backs against the Mariners. And uh it, he didn't look good. So I think there's like get him out. He needs to yeah. be done. So yeah. Yeah, not really. Well, and he'll but... end up at the Brew Crew, and I don't know what that's going to be like for them um, or him. Yeah, I'm not sure. It'll be yeah, interesting, though. Be... Yeah, interesting move for the Brewers, but they have like a famously strong bullpen. So correct, and we'll that's not a coincidence. They have a famously strong bullpen development team and coaching staff and ability to manage and all of that. You don't just get great arms after great arms. You keep them, right. you manage them, you develop them. So bravo. And I think that that, that 
if if he needs help, that it's a good place to go to get help. Yeah, it is. Yep, for sure. But Brig, my question for you is what happened to the Yankees at the trade deadline? Did Brian Cashman like sleep through his power nap alarm and like miss <laughs> that's today? Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> so instead, he's gonna trade a for a cup of dirt. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that Kian Middleton's a cup of dirt, but was not a good trade. I'm sorry. I don't understand it. And Aaron Boone, I think it was Aaron Boone the other day came out and said, you know, if it wasn't for those strikeouts, I thought, I felt like we put together some pretty good at bats and we ground through some, and it was like 70% of the at bats. (laughs) They had three innings, three innings of putting the ball in play. And you're not and even was guaranteed like, to make all of those competitive. No, and, and not even statistically possible to make all of those competitive if it's all jammed together like that. So, okay, all of Yankee fandom is livid at these comments. And I have not gone to look at what John Boy's uh, post-game interview with, with Boone might have been, but I, I don't want it. It would probably just make me mad one way or the other. Either they soft-shoot him. Uh, and and didn't come after him like they should have, or uh, he gave another BS answer. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> the point is, to your question, I don't know what happened. I don't know. There are holes. The holes need to be filled. There's a surplus in areas. There's a bunch of dead weight. If we were going to compete, to, well, to there me, are this, guys what... playing with concussions apparently for two months. Uh, yeah. Okay. What? All right. Let me. Okay. Thank you for bringing that up. I got to say this. So for those of you who aren't tracking, apparently Anthony Rizzo has been playing with a concussion for at least two months and they've tracked it back to a a collision on a check throw back to first base or something like that. The end of uh, May with with Fernando Tatis. May. Fernando Tatis Jr. uh, Was it at Petco Park? I feel like it was. Maybe it was. I think so. I think it was. I don't know. The point is. He gets banged in the head um, by Fernando Tatis Jr.'s leg, and they're saying that that's likely the event that caused Anthony Rizzo to have a concussion. So here we are, two months later, 60 days later, and we're wondering, we're all wondering what's going on with the Yankees. It it makes no sense to anybody. But if, if that injury was known by the staff, front office, whatever and nothing was done about it i guarantee you that that is going to put ruffles in the feathers of every other professional athlete in the clubhouse yes now it would be different if rizzo didn't say anything he's a team guy he's going to step up and do it what you know work through it or whatever that's entirely possible but it is interesting that there we have a correlation between what in the crap is happening in the clubhouse in New York that's resulting in this awful performance. And two, we have don't tell anybody from somebody the possibility that maybe what is said is don't tell anybody we cannot lose you or something. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. But, but it's it, a bad look. It's a bad, bad, bad news and explains a lot because I actually saw a graphic the other day that said that Anthony Rizzo right now is worse than Joey Gallo ever was as a Yankee. 
and oh. that explains all of it. That would absolutely explain all explains it. every bit of it. Hundred percent. So is this why guys don't like playing in New York? Are they not being taken care of? Are they not being listened to? Is this uh, because that's possible at this point right? with this many guys who've bailed or have been moved out and been and then said they were grateful to have been moved or whatever, mm-hmm. even intimated that maybe they're happy to have left New York. Maybe there is something in the waterhole that's poisoning everything. Maybe. I don't know. Could be. I mean, her, Domingo Herman goes on the, 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 what does he get? He gets a, what do they call it? I don't remember. A leave of absence or something. He's something going like to rehab for alcohol abuse, which I fully support, by the way. I did that. Right. I think it's a great yeah. thing. So, and I'm glad that the team is behind him and appears to be supportive, at least on the PR side of things. Why would they want to look any different? But what it comes down to is maybe there is a systemic problem in New York. You can't have all of these things that look like a duck and walk like a duck and quack like a duck and call tell me it's not a duck. The end. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.